1: Welcome back to the podcast. This week, our guest is Matt Ruttenberg, who is the CMO and shareholder of Life, Inc. Welcome, Matt. Hey, Gary. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Great. So, Matt, what got you into finance?
0: Well, you know, that's a good question. I'm a third generation uh, financial uh, expert, if you will. My grandfather, my father, um, and and I started off in the as a financial planner, Uh, I did that straight out of college, um, worked with my dad, um, for years and did that for 15 years. I'd say, um, ended up selling that about three years ago, wanted to get into more of a defined, instead of being a generalist, I wanted to be a, a specialist and, and I was, I've been doing foreign ks for years, but I was doing it from the, um, uh, not from the administration side, more from the investment side and 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 uh, education. More of a if I had a business client, I was helping them with the 401k too. And part of what I did is I paired off my 401k business and merged with uh, Life Inc. Retirement Services, wh- where I'm at now. Um, and and we're basically uh, focused on small businesses and but doing it from a high level, not just offering 401k plans, but we're we're doing it from a very high level, like you are um, a, a large entity and creating custom plans instead of just turnkey prototype plans. So um, been in the business for a long time, started uh, in the 401k business probably 10 years ago, uh, but been in the industry for, <laughs> I guess, 18 years now. So a right. uh, long time.
1: So, you know, now that you're in, you know, you're specializing in, in 401ks and things. What is it about a four hundred and one k that um, businesses why why they tend to flock to the four hundred and one ks?
0: I mean, the four hundred and one ks are so versatile. They're, they're, it's not a turnkey. Anything that has four hundred and one k at the end of it um, has one more compliance needs. One, it, but th- it also is because there's more versatility. There's a little bit more gray area when you when you build and mold and, and design your plan if if your retirement has IRA at the end you can consider it like a simple IRA or a SEP IRA those are pretty turnkey there's nothing you can really change on it uh, but if you really want to get into the high level plan design and and get into um, I, I, saving as much as you can in both contributions and taxes uh, with tax planning with, with those in your side of it a four hundred and one k is absolutely necessary, even even if you are a solo entrepreneur. Um, comparing a SEP to a solo four hundred one k, the solo four hundred and one k is drastically um, better, just from a the way you calculate the contributions from that point alone, and then being able to stack different kind of plans on top of that. Um, it, it's it's very very versatile and vast what you could do with four hundred and one k.
1: So what, what are some of the common mistakes that you see people making when it comes to having a 401k or or starting one up?
0: And I think it goes to kind of what we were talking before we started recording. It's there, There's a lot of turnkey options out there, a lot of plug and play. It, they're, they're called prototype plan documents, where um, this is the plan document. It's already been filed with the IRS. You're just going to plug your name into it, and that's it. Um, there, there's no... There's not a lot of customization or, or versatility with with a prototype plan. And th- these are the ones that maybe uh, you know the payroll companies offer. ones you see online that are easy to implement, um, they're easy to implement, but they're also you're, you're going to get what you pay for kind of situation. I, I always compare it to, you know, if you're a business owner, are you going to want to work with like HR Block? You're going to want to work with someone like you where there's actually you know you're you're going to have a little bit more of an investment involved but it might it's going to um, reap the rewards down the road drastically and so that's just one of them the other thing is is um waiting too late to really start looking into it uh deadlines you know we're t- we're telling folks right now um start looking into it because what you're doing in this tail end of 2022 you might need to adjust your income because with the secure act in 2019, there, there there's a lot of changes to the 401 K world, uh, retirement plans in general. And one of them was being able to implement and contribute, uh, towards the employer portion of the 401 K plan all the way up until the day you file. So we're doing last minute. I mean, last minute plan <laughs> designs right now right. to get these things implemented for profit sharing for 2021 right now. Um, and being able to just start the conversation a year, two years ahead, of, get, get ready, start having the conversation because deadlines come up and all of a sudden you're you could be losing tens of thousands of dollars in taxes by not just asking questions.
1: Right. Now with 401k plans, do, what kind of compliance work do they have that has to be done?
0: Yeah. Good question. So there's uh, like I said before, when, when the, when 401k is at the end of it, so 401k, safe Harbor, 401k, um it, it, administration is required um, and there's annual testing involved and there's a 5,500, you know, nine times out of 10 that needs filed unless you're a solo entrepreneur and you only have, and you have less than $250,000 in there, but the annual testing and there's multiple tests. The, the most popular is the ACP ADP, but really it's, I call it fairness tests. Um, The IRS and department of labor, they want the plan to be fair uh, to the employees. The employees is the focus here and sure. being able to, and they want you, they basically want you to create a uh, a plan that's fair to them
1: and you as the employer. Right. So the, the I guess, you know, cause again, I've heard all kinds of different nightmares and stuff like that, where yeah. employers have these prototype, you know, 401k set up and things like that, and they're contributing, but they're not filing the 5,500. <laughs> they're not doing the the testing. What happens, you know, if you're not doing these things?
0: Yeah, so uh, penalties, <laughs> lots of penalties. Um, so the, July 31st is when your 5,500 is due. The prototype uh, plans that you, you mentioned um, and I was talking about before, uh, especially I've seen this in a lot of the payroll ones where you'll get an email. Um, they prepare it for you, but you have to sign off on it. And you have to click a button and if you miss it because you're getting bombarded with other emails that they send out for upselling you on Mm -hmm. every other product that they have, you're going to miss it. And then you have to file an extension. And if you don't file extension, there's, there's a lot of penalties, which, um, I think they doubled or even 10 X the amount of penalties in 2019 from 2019 in the secure act. So it's super important to do that. Um, and not to mention, even if you shut down a plan, uh, let's say january 1st or january 2nd of 2022 the plan is over you decided to shut it down and as long as there's money you know you have participants maybe you can't get a hold of if there's money in that plan you have to continue to file those 5500s every year until all the money's gone and um so if you shut it down on january 2nd of 2022 you have to file it in 2023 um and if you forget then there's the penalties and you have to Ask for forgiveness or pay a penalty, or, or you know, there's there's a lot to it, and trying to DIY it is usually not the best way to do it Um, because you're running your business. That's your expertise, running your business, not administering a 401k plan.
1: Yeah, I know. I I know. Lots of times people come to us and ask us to file the 5500s form, and I I try to explain to them, hey, that's a specialty, and I don't want to have anything to do with it. Well. We'll keep doing the business tax return, <laughs> but we'll, we have, Good. we'll find somebody to help you file that. Right. Um, be, because the penalties are so high, you know, when it comes to that and I think it's sometimes people don't understand, well, why are these penalties so high? I'm paying my people. And stuff. it's because you are, are doing things with someone else's money, you know, same yeah. thing with payroll taxes. And that's why it's exponentially so much higher. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't want to make it sound like, you know, 401ks are negative or anything like that, because they're not um, If properly implemented and, and compliance work is done. They're great. What are some of the things that, that I'm going to say the the secrets to 401k plans that people don't really know about because yeah. they're DIYing it?
0: Yeah. And, and it, it's, it is a vast world. And um, when when you are trying to DIY, you're reading articles, you're reading, you know, listening to podcasts and we're going to scratch the surface today on what I'm going to explain here. But, um, the, the best way I explain this is, is kind of imagine an upside down three tiered cake. Okay. Um, and, and this is the potential, right? So the bottom is your 401k that's the 20,500 that we all know and love. Right. And our goal is to maximize every layer as much as we can to be able to get you, you know, I mean, well into the six digits of pre tax contributions if, if you need to. So the bottom layer is the 401 k That's you as an employee of your own company, 20,500. The best thing you can do is a safe harbor, but a lot of people don't realize that there are multiple kinds of safe harbors. Um, nine times out of 10, we've been doing a quacka. Safe Harbor, which is Qualified Automatic Contribution Arrangement, and the Quacka um, Safe Harbor is well. There's two things that we like about it. One, it has a two-year vesting schedule, a cliff vesting schedule, which a lot of people don't like the the safe harbors because it's an instant vest to the employees. Right. Um, and then, and then it's you also get an extra $500 tax credit out of it. But when you're under the umbrella of safe harbor, uh, it it bypasses some of those annual testing that we talked about allows you as the owner to max out regardless of what your employees are doing because the IRS is saying, okay, you chose one of these pre-approved matching investing schedules. Check, it's fair. Now you can do whatever you want. That's basically the, the, the summary of a safe harbor. Now, moving up to the second level, that's the profit sharing or employer contribution. So use an employer of your own business, it's coming out of the corporate account. Um, there's, this is profit sharing or the match. And, and believe it or not, what you do on each layer allows you to maximize the top layer and, and, and so on and so, are, so forth. So uh, not to get into the weeds on how you calculate, but there's different gateways. And if you do this on the bottom layer, then you can add more of to the top, but there's different kinds of profit sharing, you know? So the, the prototype plans are probably going to let you do something called pro Um, which is ironic, not ironically, but it is basically calculated identical to a SEP IRA. Mm -hmm. So if you give yourself 25%, you give everybody else who's eligible 25%. Um, And a SEP IRA is all employer contributions as well. So that's pro rata, that's turnkey, that's what everybody who picks up the phone and I talk to, they think, oh, that's that's what I have to do. And it's not, there's multiple kinds, there's age weighted, um, there's social security. So the idea is to move as much of that profit sharing towards your pocket and right. then minimize the employees if you can. And, and there's one that's we're doing one uh, as we speak, and it's called new comparability um, profit sharing. And it literally allows you to segment out departments of your company and not offer profit sharing to everybody. Um, and it's, it's, it's weighted towards the folks that you target. So it, it could be tens of thousands of dollars difference of contributions that you have to give to employees versus what you end up in your pocket. So, and, yeah. and we've, at the end of the day, when you're in business, everything's net. What is the net benefit? There's cost, there's administration right. costs, there's, you're going to give some of your employees, but what is the net? If you're in the black on your tax savings, it's a win, right? That's, that's right. the way we look at it. So yes, you're going to have to give some money to some of your folks, but Let's let's try to maneuver as much of that over to you instead of giving away uh, the pot to everybody else too, um, and, and that and that's kind of that's just part of it. You know, uh, there's different kinds of safe harbors that we would prefer to use uh, because there's a five percent gateway, so and so forth. I, I won't get too far into that, but um, the, the the top layer, right? This is the this is the big the big boy, if you will, and first thing we look at is the cash balance plan or defined benefit. And the defined benefit is basically a pension plan, like the old school, uh, similar to the old school four GM things that we don't really see anymore. And uh, but they're coming back. They're becoming very, very popular because the contribution limits and they become a little bit softer on the rules too. um, I I think is another big reason, but if you're approaching retirement age, you know, sixties, you're, you're, you're able to contribute. Over three hundred thousand dollars pre-tax into these things, and and there's a lot there's a lot that goes into that. You have to bring in actuaries, which we, we we use actuaries to calculate this, and and how much do you need to give? But you, you actually will have to minimize your your profit sharing a little bit in order to maximize. There's different, like I said, gateways in there, and and we do all that, and then at the end of the day, running numbers is step one. <laughs> Got to run the numbers and do it ahead of time. So when I say let's start talking about what you're doing with your income. Uh, let's figure out if it's worth it with your self-employment, especially if you're falling as an S corp, you know, what, do we increase your income? We talked to the CPA, which, what's the balance here and is it worth it? What's the the net? Are you in the black uh, and your tax? And, and if you're contributing 300,000 most of the time you're in the black on your tax savings. Right. Um, but yeah. And then if that doesn't work out, there's other non-qualified options like deferred comp, you know, we, we've done some deferred comp where, when you, when you say non-qualified, that means all rules go out the window where you don't have to worry. You can target whoever you want. You can, um, you can pull the money out whenever you want. Deferred comp is basically what you're doing is you're saying, I'm going to promise to, instead of this money I'm going to give you now, I want to promise this to you in the future, you're deferring the compensation. And then all that money becomes taxable to the employee when they retire. Um, and there's different ways that, that those are very high level um, planning options but if you're making a, a good amount of money and you're netting a good amount of money th- there are things above the 20,500 um, that you hear about every day
1: right i i you know i like with with my business is to get them to mix that that 401k and i i typically say the 401k is for the employees the 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 uh, profit share the the cash balance defined benefit is for the employer That's kind of how, how I kind of, kind of look at it Um, with the, with the 401ks, um, are you able to make after-tax contributions to 401ks?
0: So as the, as an employee of your own company, um, you're able to do the Roth. So all employer contributions, whatever comes out of the corporate account is pre-tax always. Um, if you're doing uh so you as an employee of your own company, you can choose the Roth option. Uh, and if you design it properly, and it's very difficult to do this when you have employees involved, but after tech ta- like literal after tax contributions, and um, you know, a lot of people do the uh backdoor Roth conversions and, and right. those kind of strategies too. There's a the testing. Uh, goes out the window any any safety that you have with annual testing goes out the window when you kind of go into those so it's kind of like it's if if you're lucky enough to be able to pass testing when you do that kind of thing it's a great option Um, but it's it's tough it's sometimes it's very tough to design those and again a census if you give an administrator a census no census at with certain pieces of information, you'll have all the answers very quickly. Um, what you can do and what you can't do, um, but yeah, after taxes, usually on the employee level, uh, not the employer level.
1: Right, right. So that, so I guess going back, you know, yes, you can do it, but you got to be careful and what you do, and, and make sure you you talk mm-hmm. through it. Yeah. Um, with the 401 k plans and things like that, you're you're saying now it's like, hey, you know, you really need to to start acting on it fast. Mm-hmm. When do I have to have a 401k plan set up to be able to use it?
0: Yeah, good question. So in, in this so the the safe harbor, for example, uh, the deadline was 101. 101. If you want for 2022 for example, if you wanted to implement a safe harbor 401k um, so you can max out your your own empl- as an employee of your own company, that was October 1st. Uh, Believe it or not, there's actually another kind of safe harbor that we can implement after October 1st. So the SECURE Act uh, opened this up in 2019 as well. And so we're actually implementing a few of these right now where you would have to, you can do a 4% contribution instead of a match, Mm -hmm. but a 4% contribution. And then you can bring it back down to three if you need to in in, um, later years. But um, the IRS is saying, yes, you can but we're gonna make you give four to everybody who's eligible, regardless if they're participating or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, so October 1st is generally the, the deadline, but they've extended it out a little bit. If you wanna do any employee contributions, it's the calendar year, 1231 uh, is the calendar year for that. But if you wanna do a profit sharing plan, again, it's uh, which is employer contributions. Um, so all the way up until you file your taxes, including extensions. Mm-hmm. So depending on how you file September, October, you can actually, um, uh, do a contribution and, and get some money off the books for 2021, um, for this year. But obviously right now, you don't have to worry about it until next year, uh, at, around tax time. And a lot, most of the time, profit sharing contributions are done after year end anyway. Right. Uh, you Money, you know, money, how much money, how much money, I money do I have left? <laughs> exactly. How do we get, how do I keep up most of this? Really? And that's where we get into those profit sharing contrib- or, uh, calculations that, and you can change those every year. You can make a change to your document anytime you want. Um, when, you, when you're doing a plan, when you're doing a custom plan document, you're not doing prototype, you can do those things. And, and just being, it, not to mention the investments, I guess we should kind of bring that up a little bit. A lot of people think you're stuck to the investments inside of your menu. Um, but when you're building out and you're the owner of the company, you can only have one 401k plan, right? Um, but you can have multiple custodians inside of that plan. So what a lot of times we'll create the menu, you know, the 2025 funds for the employees, um, but then we'll allow a brokerage arm or brokerage sleeve to where you can open it up and, you know, you can invest in real estate, cryptocurrency, anything, anything you want. Anything that's allowed inside of an IRA, the self-directed IRA. Um, you can add to it. The question is, is what custodian allows it? A lot of them don't like 401ks. They like IRAs, but right. the 401k piece of it. And you kind of going back to the old school manual uh, 401k where you're asking for manual reports every year. And and that that's when they kind of get fun is when you can get into the manual old school stuff. So,
1: Right. So I, I think it's just really important to keep, because I keep, I keep seeing um, a lot of the reports that are coming out on 401ks that they're failing testing and things like that. Um, and I think it's important, you know, as a, as a business owner, if you have a 401k to make sure that all of your testing is being done properly, you're not failing. Um, and then everything's being, being filed properly. I think that's yep. something that's that's important because you're signing your name, which means you're liable you know, yeah. for it, so it, it's something to be, be careful about, uh, to make sure that it doesn't come back and bite you.
0: Yep. You're acting as trustee for, for their money. Uh, yeah. so making sure that it's done right. And, and if you don't do the safe harbor, that's where the annual testing, and that's where the failing comes in when you're not a safe harbor. And, uh, the plan design is very important when it comes to that. Um, because you're, you're failing, and your employees, you know, your highly compensated employees, which is 135000 or more for this year. So if you have employees that are either own 5% or more or 135, or a direct relative, so like a spouse or a child, right. those are highly compensated employees. And, and they're held to the same standard as the owner. So if you fail us, <laughs> then they're going to get a check back too. And usually your higher paid employees are not the ones who want to see a check come back. So um, the plan design is very important. We want to uh, develop it and 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 create the match that is incentivizing your employees to put more money in, um, and then also we have to you know cr- protecting you as the owner. You know making sure that vesting schedule is in place. Right. So if you have a lot of high, high turnover, then that money comes back to you. So um, yeah, very. You can mold you can mold these plans to a lot. So how it, it, it fits your budget and how it really um, uh, will protect you and, and benefit you as the employer.
1: Yeah. So I think, I think you know, like any, anything I preach on the show is planning um, and making sure that you get with a professional that knows what they're doing to talk through all of this to make sure that it is being set up the way you want yeah. um, and not, you know, you think it's one way, but it's actually, a, you know, it's not that way. So you got to mm-hmm. be careful. Um, you yeah, so Matt, we've, we've run through a bunch of stuff real quick here. What, what have I not asked you that you wish I had? Well, I think
0: that might take up a whole nother, uh, <laughs> <laughs> podcast episode, but, uh, you know, there, there's just so many, the, the one thing I want to harp on is don't settle for payroll integration is, is usually the priority. I, I got to tell you priority is in payroll integration. I don't want to have to worry about sending the money in. Uh, it's 2022. Parallel integration is a lot easier these days. Um, than it's not just you have to go with this company because they offer it, or these are the the integrations. Um, technology is 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 pretty good. It's just lining up your custodian with whoever you need to, and there's multiple. Um, so don't don't just go for the easy turnkey because I've seen it a lot where you you plug and play and it's easy, not necessarily the cheapest, but it's easy, but it's also very difficult to move when you start realizing there's issues on the tail end. Right. So it, it, a lot of headaches, but, uh, just being able to, I mean, just pick up the phone and answer questions uh, or ask questions. Um, we have people who we talk to and they're saying, okay, talk to us in a year and a half, two years, because they're not ready financially. That's fine. But you want to align yourself and make sure you're prepared because sometimes it's just like when you're getting a mortgage, when you're a business owner, you have to kind of plan ahead, uh, with your tax write-offs and things like that, but there's a lot of planning involved.
1: Right, I, I think you know the the other piece with that too. You're you're talking about you know talking with people and and being ready and whatnot. Um, I also think that lots of times people you know set it and forget it. So mm-hmm. you know, to me, if if I you know I have a 401k plan and I'm you know have somebody who's the the custodian of it, to me, they should be talking to my employees. You know, a couple times a year, or as on an as-needed basis type thing, mm-hmm. so they can give advice to to the employees to make sure. So I think yeah. besides just talking with with someone to set it up, make sure you have somebody that's going to talk to to you and your employees to make sure that everybody understands what's going on and. How their money is being moved around?
0: Absolutely. That, that's kind of a, a a soft rule that I call I, I call it as the IRS they they want you they want to see you doing education meetings they want to see you doing enrollment meetings they also they also want to, another soft rule is they want to see you benchmark every three years and benchmarking is shopping the rates for your 401k making sure your custodian and record keeper because uh, every company every custodian has a niche and a lot of them like startups but a lot of them like a million dollars in there too. So yeah. they're going yeah. to gonna gonna shift. Go. Yeah, of course they do. But some of them are priced differently. And as you graduate, if you will, with higher dollar amounts, you're going to get better um, prices and you can negotiate. It's not right. a hard, hard dollar.
1: So. Right. Great. So Matt, if, if people like what, they, what they've what they heard so far and they want to reach out to you, how can they get in touch with you?
0: Yeah, our website is uh, 401k.expert. That, it's a pretty simple <laughs> uh, URL. So 401k.expert. Um, there, we actually have a tool on there as well that if you uh, aren't sure, this is a great way to start the conversation um, is get in there. There's a, a, a logic uh, conditional logic questionnaire it takes 30 seconds. It'll point you towards a few uh, plans that may or may not be um, what you're looking for, but at least narrows down the scope because there's so many options out there and it gets you kind of, cause if you try to learn about every plan, it's going to be, it's going to take you years. Yeah. So yeah, just, it, it'll help you focus in on a few, and then it comes down to how much do you want to save is the final question. And then that, that'll, that'll get you down to at least one or maybe two options out there.
1: Okay, great. Well, I really appreciate your time and and your knowledge on four hundred one k's because I think it's something that that uh, as we go and look at Social Security maybe or maybe not being there, people really need to start saving on their own.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's clear that they want you to save. They want you to save into the four hundred one k. Exactly.
1: All right, thanks, Matt. I appreciate <laughs> thanks, your time. Gary. Appreciate it. Sure. So this week our guest was Matt Ruttenberg who is the CMO and shareholder of Life, Inc. I'll see you guys next week.
0: This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer.